Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Rima Shinma. Good morning. We are picking up in Matthew 26. And as I was preparing for today, I was really struck by the difference in how the people mentioned in our passage approach cost. And specifically cost when it comes to Jesus. There's a woman who is willing to give and pour out so much for Jesus, everything that she has and what she does really costs her. And then there's the disciples who think the cost of what she's done is misdirected. And finally, there's Judas who accepts a cost for the betrayal of Jesus. And today, a question for all of us to think about is how do we approach cost when it comes to Jesus? So let's read our passage. I'm not going to read the whole section, but from verse six. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. How do we approach cost when it comes to Jesus? The account of the anointing of Jesus at Bethany is an incredible act of worship and one which we can learn so much from. The woman is identified as Mary in the Gospel of John and she's the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Now, Mary's active devotion for Jesus is given with an undivided and pure heart. She is not concerned about the cost of the alabaster jar, which was about a year's wages. She holds nothing back. Her actions say, I have to give you something, Jesus. I have to respond to who you are. I've just got to pour out my love for you. 
I'm reading um, a book at the moment called The Reset, and it's written by a worship leader in the States. And in the book, he writes this. Let me ask, how many things do we do in worship that costs us nothing? How many things don't we do because it will cost us something? Worship without cost is worship without impact. Jesus says in verse 13, wherever the gospel is preached, what Mary has done will be told. He's saying this act of worship has had impact. It has moved the heart of God. And this is because it so clearly cost her. We then come to the disciples' response in verses 8 and 9, and they have other ideas about what the alabaster jar could have been used for. Now, of course, it's a good thing to take care of the poor, and God wants us as his people to do this. But the disciples have missed out on why Jesus is so pleased with what Mary has done here. Jesus says in verses 10 and 11, she has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. The cost is not misdirected because she is giving it to Jesus. She loves Jesus. Finally, we see Judas, who just wants to take for himself. The cost he was concerned about was how much money he could get for handing Jesus over. As we think this morning about our response to this passage, the reality is that we are so often like the disciples and, and even Judas. Where have we forgotten that demonstrating love for Jesus is worth the cost, whatever that looks like? Have we missed this like the disciples? What are the areas in our lives where we have thought about taking the cost for ourselves? Where have we acted with selfish ambition like Judas? Our prayer is that we would be like Mary in all parts of our lives, that we would not hold back anything, but freely offer all that we have to God because we love him. Jesus is always worth the cost. Let's pray and then I'll hand over um, back to James as we continue to respond. Father, we ask that we would be a people who pour out our whole lives to you as an offering. Help us to give freely because we love you. Our desire is to show you undivided devotion today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At the start, we prayed using these words from Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. 
to remind ourselves that however we're feeling, this is the God whom we worship. The Lord who is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, who does not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom, and that he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And so even when we're feeling tired and weary, we put our hope afresh in the Lord, um, allowed him to renew our strength so that we can soar on wings like eagles, so we can run and not grow weary and walk and not be faint. And after Rima's talk um, about the cost of worship, we considered the different people in the story, how they responded to Jesus. We repented for the times when we have been like Judas and the disciples and have forgotten that the cost of showing love for Jesus is worth it. And we prayed that, like Mary, as we have freely received love from God, that we would freely give love to God, even if it costs us. At the end, we then prayed for the services over Easter, that people would come along, we would invite people to come along who don't normally come to church, and that they would hear the message of hope that Jesus is alive and has defeated death. And finally, we prayed for the food bank over Easter, that people would see that there is hope and his name is Jesus. Jesus.